Welcome to Sound and Vision, conversations with contemporary artists and musicians about the creative process. Here's the host of Sound and Vision, Brian Alfred. Based in New York City, Rudy Shepard received a BS in Biology and Studio Art from Wake Forest University and an MFA in Sculpture from the School of the Art Institute of Chicago. He's had major group exhibitions at PS1 Contemporary Art Center in New York, the Studio Museum of Harlem, the Bronx Museum of Art, Art in General, Triple Candy, Socrates Sculpture Park, amongst many others. He's been awarded the Artist in Residence at the PS1 program in Long Island City, the Artist in Residence Visual Plus Harlem Jacob Lawrence Institute for Visual Arts, along with several other residencies. I had Rudy by my studio in Bushwick, Brooklyn to talk about a storied past from music to skateboarding to art to ultra running. Here's our conversation. So I moved around a lot growing up, like I was born in Baltimore and then when I was about two, I think it was, we moved to Houston, Mm -hmm. Texas. And so pretty much that's when, you know, what I can remember back to. And um, as a kid, I would draw, you know, I like to draw. I spent a lot of time drawing in my room and stuff like that. Um, And skateboarding and listening to music and, you know, um, stuff like that. Somehow in there, though, I sort of, you know, playing guitar, stuff like that, sort of somehow sort of pushed art out and then... Didn't really get back to doing art and stuff until I was in college, actually, like much later. So you didn't of. have like, um, in high school you weren't doing a lot of... No, that's classes. funny. Yeah, in high school particularly, I was, there were like art classes you could take, but it was like, they were like special and they were like, you know, there was like an art room and mm-hmm. I, I never, like I think I know where it was. I never went in there. It seemed like you had to be like really talented to even take a class. Like one of my friends, his sister uh-huh. took art classes, you know, like I just didn't do it because I was like, I'm no good. You know, I don't do art. Like it wasn't even like on my radar really, you know, yeah. um, even though like um, it's funny because when I grew up to go back for a minute as a kid, like my mom was really into like collecting art. Like she was really into like this. this weird niche of like these sort of african-american prints Mm -hmm. so like a lot of african-american artists it's almost like this other art world and we would go to these galleries in houston and she'd be buying all these prints and so i had art around me all the time and i'd go with her to these galleries and you know and i was making art and then somehow it sort of was like you know artists are these people with all these you know it was a lot of like figurative representational stuff and so it became like art is like for the very skilled it's over here is this thing um wasn't very conceptual it was very much a lot like making these like pretty images Mm -hmm. and the art that um she collected was very like traditional sort of african-american culture like the barbershop or like you know and and that was all stuff that i sort of had a weird relationship with anyway like Mm -hmm. i was like a sort of black kid growing up in the suburbs like listening to rock music and skating and you know i didn't fit into that anyway and so it sort of seemed like well i can't make that kind of stuff because i don't really relate to it you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and Which, I don't have that kind of skill or even interest in having that skill. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It like, was just wasn't something that you were thinking about doing necessarily. It was like yeah. something kind of 
that was there. I mean, it was yeah. definitely like I look. I was at my parents' house this weekend, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, boy, this really like influence. You know, it was like seeping in through yeah. the walls into me. You know, like when I did make art, it was very graphic, very representative. You know, like it all sort of came out. I mean, I took it in a you know like in a different direction. Like the content is very different, but like the visual, like you know, some of the visuality and some of the graphic quality and some of that stuff is there and I'm like oh I guess it you know so funny how things have an effect on you you don't even necessarily like or like unconsciously get in there yeah was yeah. she did she make work at all or was she artistic in general or did she just had an appreciation for visual things uh, she had an appreciation for visual things and she was uh, into photography like she's yeah. definitely been a big photographer documented our lives like endlessly and now now that she's retired she's taken her and my dad are like super into photo and mm -hmm getting you know and taking photos and so she's always been like creative and you know knitting and not knitting but like sewing and making like like for art projects I've done she's like made costumes for me and yeah. like upholstered skull objects for me and you know like she's always definitely had that yeah that in it but never necessarily pursued it yeah like so, as an artist per se so when you were in school what were you into um, what were your subjects or like what were your interests besides skateboarding and stuff which seems to be the gateway to artists I'm noticing yeah I know I've listened to, to some of your podcasts and I can't help it just keep flying out of my mouth because it's like definitely that was big though like I think about like that was big music um, high school I started like sort of drinking and getting into drugs which is a whole other story I don't know if we want to talk about that but that was like the biggest thing going on in my life pretty yeah. much in high school was sort of like um it's just sort of finding out there's this whole adult world and this whole and all these sort of this other level to all these subcultures and all these things I was seeing like sort of in high school I was sort of drinking and smoking pot and doing LSD and sort of finding out like oh you know what I mean like sort yeah. of being like oh whoa there's whole this whole you know and getting immersed in that whole world whether it be the music or the visual aspects or the all the rumor the mythology like all that stuff I was just fascinated with because it was like this whole other world, like, separate from the sort of day-to-day -day life, you yeah. know, that I lived and sort of, I went to Catholic school and, you know, went to church on Sunday. You know, it was like this whole other world over there Yeah. that the adults were, you know, the, these other adults that weren't like my parents were into. And I was like super curious, like, whoa, I so want you, some of that. Were you shielded from that when you were young? Is that why it was so appealing? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, my parents were, you know very religious like my grandfather is a baptist minister you mm -hmm. know so my family was my parents i guess in particular were like trying to sort of keep me from out of trouble and you know they were very into like this idea that like education was going to be this like way out of sort of the plight of like black people which you know what i mean is yeah. very sort of and in my family like like at the time i was like man what a drag like all these rules and all this you know what i mean like i was like god why do i have to have these parents that are super strict and you know but I look at now like you know as an adult you look back and like I can see how my family like there's like this part this splitting of the ways with the people that push their kids and like made them go to church and stayed on their butts and made sure they went to college and the part of my family that were like you know didn't and like sort of the results of the people's lives you know what I mean not yeah. to like judge and I'm not judging one as valued more than the other but I can definitely see like oh they were trying to sort of like spare me like the sort of inertia of just like getting cooked on drugs and you know what I mean, not kind of doing anything with your life and sort of, 
you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. they were sort of, like, pushing me away from that. But at the time, like, I had no context to understand right. what they were up to. I was just like, why are they just, <laughs> you know what I mean? Why are they so strict? Like, my mom really, like, even, like, in high school, she's like, you can't wear black. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that's just no, like, like, yeah, dude. Like, it went that far. Like, she would never, like, remember that. But I remember, like, she was like, no, I'm you can't wear black. wear black. Like, bad guys wear black. And all this kind of, you know what I mean? Like, she didn't want me to have any kind of edge or any kind of, like, marker that would, like, sort of. Isn't lead that, to me sort of being perceived as sort of like a troublemaker or yeah really funny but were you so but you weren't initially drawn to that to go against what your parents are doing you were just no exploring. no i was just sort of exploring like what's out there what's going on in the world just curious kid you know what i mean yeah because you yeah, know yeah, yeah. you know as a parent you you always fear like if if the last thing i want my kid to do is let's say be you know i don't know like a professional skier or something because you're phobic <laughs> of that right and you right, say right. you do whatever you want just don't do that they're gonna do that right That's they're gonna, gonna be like be well why can't i do that one thing <laughs> but this, yeah, yeah. yeah but this wasn't the case of that it was just kind of like exploration right? yeah yeah yeah. And, and it also is just like a kind of a difference in generation one and also just like culture right like my mm-hmm. parents grew up my dad's from brooklyn you know what i mean he was born in the 40s You know what I mean? Like, he was, like, immersed in black culture, and it was sort of this monolithic, singular thing. You know what I mean? Jazz, music, R&B, blah, blah, blah. My mom grew up in Baltimore. Very similar. So that's where they're coming from. And then they're like, oh, we're going to move to the suburbs. And, like, they kind of expected me to somehow be connected to all those things that they were into. Right. Yet I'm, you know, growing up in, like, Houston and going to school with people that, you know what I mean, do all these other things and listen to other kinds of music. Yeah. So I think there was always this sort of, like... I'm sort of in this one world and they're in another. You know what I mean? Like, I guess that happens even just generationally, but like... Yeah, but that's probably a more heightened separation. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. It people, was more... Yeah. But people who come here from other countries and grow up here, even right. if they come when they're really young, you know, there's that endless kind of feeling of not really totally fitting in one place or the other or yeah. feeling a little bit of a that disconnect. Yeah, it's very similar, I guess, yeah. in a way. Yeah, well, I mean, sure. I, well, kids who grow up, you know, let's say you spend the first few years of your life in the city and then all of a sudden you grow you move out to the country i'd imagine that's kind of culture shock. i mean you don't know it at the time probably mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. uh or you can't contextualize it but all of a sudden it's a complete different way of living your life yeah. different stimulus yeah, yeah, yeah. and all the people that are around you can't relate to your stories and you don't know what to do out in the middle of nature you know what i mean it's, yeah 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 it's and, and it, for me like it was all about race because i mean like I sort of came of age with everybody else, like in the suburbs. You know, yeah. I don't really remember living in Baltimore. You know, faint memories, but it wasn't like I was like so right. Sort of one certain way. Like at three, you're not. You know, you're still very malleable. But yeah. um, but I think like projected onto me, like with my peers who I was growing up with, is like, well, you're good at basketball and you're into hip hop and you know yeah. all this like stuff right. that was like, well, I don't know. Yeah, I'm into that and all this other stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. That that was the difference, even though there wasn't really as much of a difference. Right. There was sort of this projection, and and that's sort of what led me to art later on. Is sort of like after you know in college, okay, some twenty something mm-hmm. after twenty years of that shit, just being like, just wanting to sort of examine life and the world and the way it works and these like expectations. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what drew me to art. Like I took this art class in college. Wait, where did you go? To I went to Wake Forest oh, yeah. University, yeah. and I was like a pre-med student, like three years into that. And my friend's like, oh, you got to take this. We had to do like an art requirement, you know, like mm-hmm. it, was a, it was a liberal arts school. And I took 
my friend's like, you got to take this sculpture class. It's so fun, you know. And I always grown up like building things and, you know, handy. So it made sense. You know, it was attractive to me. And I took this class and this guy was like showing me all this sort of like political art mm-hmm. and sort of stuff happening in the public art, 80s, 90s, sort of early political art. And I was like, and it was all about this sort of like these riffs and these like yeah expectation you know what i mean and breaking that apart and it just sort of like cracked something open in me i was like oh yeah like i know what these guys are talking you know like yeah connecting with people like david hammonds and mm-hmm. stuff like that and being like yeah i get you know just feeling it like deeply like yeah i get this yeah you know um and so that sort of drew me to art so you know like in a roundabout round you know skip the sort of like high school get good at drawing thing and just kind of went yeah. <laughs> went in like straight to sort of like conceptual you know I, mean, I was making stuff, these sort yeah. of like assemblage sort of found object sculpture like that was my thing and it was all hyper political and mm-hmm. I loved the crits where I would like make this thing and then like make everybody like talk about race and identity and yeah. like slavery you know this is, I went to school in the south and I just be like we're gonna talk about this shit <laughs> you know just like really hardcore yeah. about it you know um but wait, was at so this is at Wake Forest, right? Yeah. Did yeah, they yeah. have like a full on art program or they did. It was very small, but yeah, we had like, you know I mean compared to Penn State it's like tiny, you know, like yeah. one sculpture teacher, one painting teacher. You know, kinda of one of each. But um but very like committed, serious teachers and you know, I I connected with a group of students, like we were all super into it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I feel like like a group formed or you know maybe it was there already but like I feel like I felt like a part of a group like all of us and it's funny because it was so small like I was like the sculptor and there were we kind of all banded together whether you were doing sculpture painting printmaking you know what I mean there weren't enough of us to be like the sculptures are over here and the painters are over there we're kind of all together like whoever's like into this like let's just do this thing right so when you were at Wake Forest and do you think it was a really good thing to be kind of or maybe you weren't conscious of it at the time but to be in a smaller program and not in like a quote-unquote art school you know what I mean oh, have you ever thought about for me yeah I mean I got a lot of I was just thinking the next thing I was going to say is I got a lot of one-on-one attention like I was like the kid that was into sculpture and there yeah. was one sculpture professor we spent a lot of time together you yeah, know what I mean yeah. and really liked work through some stuff pretty quickly you know like yeah. um and then I got into like well, they hired this it's funny like they hired this guy to do like kind of new media stuff so like photoshop you know Mm -hmm. what i mean even video production and i was into it and so me and him became buddies and like he showed me and i would just like have like here's an editing suite i was kind of the only one into it so i was up there by my you know with him just like making videos and like making projections kind of like the first one you know what i mean like very early in the game early 90s so in a way like it was perfect you know and i mean that's sort of the appeal of that school it is very small yeah kind of all around i mean some of the programs are bigger but that's kind of the idea so it definitely it worked for me yeah and you had access to that stuff pretty early in the game which is yeah 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 Yeah, i remember like when i was in undergrad using like the first version of photoshop like learning like whatever it was called i don't know (laughs) 1.0 photoshop doing tons of stuff with it too yeah yeah i did a lot that's with cool it. did what i could yeah so when you uh so you major did you major in sculpture or so i ended just up so i'd already done three years of like pre-med so i ended up finishing a biology degree mm-hmm. and then also adding on an art degree and i did like this honors program so i ended up doing like a solo show at the end of the whole thing you know mm-hmm in art um which was cool i did this like video installation with like sculptures and stuff it's really cool 
What were the facilities like? Did you have a big studio or? Uh, no, I mean each. I mean there were just there was a sculpture studio that was like multi floored and mm-hmm. like painting studio, blah blah blah. So I just worked in the sculpture studio and the video video room editing area. Yeah, yeah, we didn't like have our own spaces. Well, when did you get the bug that okay, this is something I want to do full on like this is what I want to do pretty early into it I can't I don't think it was like instantaneous but maybe like a year into it Mm -hmm. maybe two years into kind of doing both I was like this is I remember driving. <laughs> this is funny. I um, I was really into fish and like mm-hmm. the Grateful Dead, and I remember driving with my dad up to Maine for this like weekend long fish show, and mm-hmm. like having to talk with them like, "All right, Dad, I'm gonna quit. <laughs> you know, this, I'm not gonna be a doctor. I think I want to be an artist." And yeah. him just being like, "On super, the way to that, show. on the way to like a fish show for <laughs> the weekend, right in Maine." So obviously, he's pretty cool to start with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was totally supportive and mm-hmm. like. You know, I think he saw the, the light in my eyes. Like, uh, you know, when I started taking art classes, like, it was like an engagement with, like, learning things that, like, I had no, an engagement with school that I'd never had, like, my whole life, you yeah. know? Yeah. Like, I worked hard, and I got good grades all along, and it, but it was, like, because I felt like that's what you're supposed to do, right. you know what I mean? And I, I got, I was into it, you know, some things were fun or whatever, but mainly it was just about, like, can I do a good job, you know, and, like, get good grades and get the benefits of that, and this was, like, something on a whole other... Like I was like I worked in the library and I would just I'd be where I'd work a little bit and then I would just sit in that art section, the end section and just like pull out books or pull out old magazines and just I mean, like every day I was just like either making art or just like looking at art, just like, you know what I mean? Just hungry for it. Just like I would just spend all day just in the library, just like, who's this guy? And like the teacher would tell me about somebody I'd be in there, like pull out five books and just. It's a you great I mean? time just, when your like mind is getting blown every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it's, find was, a new person each time, and yeah, 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 yeah. So when you did around that time, well, a were you still? So you went to see Grateful Dead and Fish around that time. Are you still taking part of the mind expanding experiences while you're making <laughs> no, art? No, I that, had to sort of retire from doing that. That was before. Um, which I think, like, it's funny. Like, I think all this stuff is related. Like. Pretty much freshman year of college was like the end of that. Like okay. I went to Wake Forest and I was like on the track team and you know, I was sort of like started off like, all right, I'm sort of done with all that stuff. I'm going to kind of give it a rest and, you know, start off clean. And then eventually, you know, sort of met all my sort of all the hippies and yeah. sort of started hanging out with them. And I was like, oh, maybe I can manage this, like, you know, be a pre-med student and be on the track team. And like hang out with the hippies and smoke pot every day, but that, <laughs> like that, I mean, it, it's probably obvious. And just saying that, that like that's a little too much yeah, to try to do all ambitious. at once. <laughs> and so I pretty much like crash and burn, like you know, like um, in March. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of all came to a head as I sort of was like, "Yay, I'm on my own. I can just party as much as I want." And sort of like it just all came to a head, and I had to sort of like be like, "All right," you know. You had to prioritize. Kind of had to go home, take a little break. I was one of those kids. Had to go, kind of disappeared in the middle of like spring semester. Yeah. Went home, took a couple months, get myself together, came back. You know, actually in the spring, I stayed and like went to community college for a semester uh-huh. and like played hacky sack. And I was like, oh God, I gotta like, you know, I gotta get back <laughs> to like, to real, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I went to the neighborhood community college where all the sort of like. Yeah. 
ne'er-do-well troublemakers go, and I was like, this is going nowhere, I gotta get back on track, you know, and kind of went back, and, you know, and at first, you know, like, to kind of, I'm like, talking all around in circles, but like, when I went back to school, I was like, all right, you know, I'm gonna do this pre-med thing, Mm -hmm. but I really wasn't feeling it, and then like, kind of with like, kind of an open mind, and like, what do I really want, you know, this kind of idea, like, what do I really want to do, like, if I'm gonna take this stuff seriously, what do I want to do, Yeah. you know, did the art thing, and it just sort of like, you know, locked into that and sort of with my head clear and kind of, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and kind of like, it gave me like a sense of purpose. Like, you know, something bigger than just like, ugh, drudging through life. Right. This day to day. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was like art was for me like something bigger. You know, it was exciting. Like, you know, like you could like make change. And I was really into this idea of like political art, like making change in the world and commenting and. And, you know, that's expanded over the years. At first, I was very rigid, like, that's what art was about, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm going to do, and it's got to be that, or it's nothing else. Like, I couldn't understand why anybody would, like, just, like, make an abstract painting. Like, what's that for? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't understand yeah, why we do no that. Like, yeah. You know, like, we got work to do, you know? This is, like, yeah. early 90s. <laughs> and, um, but, you know, like, as you get older, you know, you kind of, like, learn more. Like, I think when I, by the time I went to grad school in Chicago... You know, you serve, which is, I went to the Art Institute, which is like a huge school, you know, yeah. people from all over the country and everybody's doing all different things. It was sort of like, you know, that expands, that, right. that, that narrow idea of like art is political art and that's what's important, you know. Yeah. I mean, that was very much fostered in the program I was in, in the sculpture program, and mm-hmm. I got lots of, you know, encouragement in that and like, here, read this, look at this, you know, but I also got like, I remember, um, Rodney McMillan, I don't know if you yeah, know yeah. him from painting. I remember going to his studio, and he had like these like this painting that was like made of leaves, and it was like painted yellow. <laughs> and I was like, "What are you doing?" Like I didn't say it. I was like being very polite, but I was like, "What the hell is this guy doing yeah. in here?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like he's a black man like me. He's from the south. I'm like, why is he making a painting of like a yellow painting of leaves? Like. Why isn't he like raging against society and racism? You know what I mean? I was like, I don't understand. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I look back years later, like it was like that one and a couple others, and I'm like, those are so good. You know, like later with more knowledge of other things, I'm like, oh man, that was cool shit. You know, yeah. There's actually something political about him making that painting of leaves and not what was expected. That's exactly what I was going to say. You know what I mean? It's like another level of rebellion, like a double rebellion or something that I wasn't quite, quite tuned into yet, which um, now I can appreciate or, you know, for a long time, but it's funny. It's funny. I know. That's a really interesting. I I was thinking the same thing. It's it's so, it's, it's a very kind of political or punk thing to do is to make the thing that you're like like you were saying before, certain people you have certain expectations, and it's mm-hmm. interesting to think that you have expectations of him and what he should be making. Yeah, yeah just yeah. like those kids in Texas had expectations of what <laughs> oh, you should no. be making. Oh no! Yes. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then it's like if you have works. another classmate from let's say like a Chinese classmate, and you think, mm-hmm. oh well, they should be making work about this or that. Right. You know right, what right. I mean? It's like just mining like, their identity in this certain way that's sort of like yeah, we all expect. Yeah, yeah and yeah. it's so um, still today so prevalent in the art world you know Mm -hmm. these expectations Mm -hmm. of what people are supposed to make and you know but I would imagine that um, maybe that transition from the kind of escape and exploration that you were doing in recreational activities in Uh in that late high school was supplanted by making art which is kind of an exploration but you could tie it to personal things that you're grappling with or that you're thinking about with your own 
history and past. Yeah, know, exactly. It's almost so it like reckoning. Like, yeah, it's funny. Like, yeah, my high school, that sort of period of drinking and doing drugs and, you know, like sort of mind expansion was a way to kind of get away from those, mm-hmm. from like the sort of reality of life and racism and, you know what I mean? Like all the just puberty and, you know, not being able to talk to girls and all that stuff. It was like a way of sort of escaping it. And then art seemed like a way like, all right, let's just like reckon with this. Like, yeah. What it, you know what I mean? And then, but now like, you know, 20 years later or whatever, I feel like art, it still encompasses some of that like reckoning with life. Like obviously like a big part of what I do is that, but I've also sort of found room to sort of explore and escape and sort of like create these sort of, you know, with like performance art or this, you know, this yeah. sort of, one body of work is sort of reckoning with life and the other body of work is sort of exploring sort of magic and sort of, you know what I mean? Escapism and all these other things. Yeah. And that relationship is actually to me what's interesting. You know what I mean? Like that relationship of the two things sort of pulling against each other. Right, right. Well, running's really important to you too and it's such a big part of your life now. Is that, has that changed the way that you create or think about being creative? Sorry, what did you say? Running. Running. Yeah. Um, hmm. I don't know like I think like the running is actually <clears throat> for me it's sort of like uh hmm trying to put this into words it's sort of like the uh so now my life like at this point like I'm an artist I teach art you know what I mean like my life is sort of like almost 100% art you know mm-hmm. other than like like what I do yeah. and so the running is sort of like some sort of grounding real thing that's sort of the opposite of this like imaginative very abstract strange world that we just sort of inhabit and play around in you know what i mean like running is like you know you get out there you put your feet on the ground you either have you're gonna go this fast you know you either have the energy to do it or you're not it's like so real and like you know what i mean like yeah 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 it's like in real time you know what i mean um so it's kind of but i kind of need that you know what i mean well i was gonna say it's kind of a clarity right yeah, in yeah, a way, yeah, yeah, it's where things get real simple and sort of stripped down. Yeah, but uh-huh. you do it for so long. You're not running like <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I go to the gym and I run, and it's you know I watch ESPN while I do it, and that's right, for right, a short right. amount of time. Or if I'm uh-huh. playing soccer, I'm thinking about the game. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. you're going out and you're you've got I I'm projecting here, but yeah, I would yeah. imagine you have a lot of time to think or just to empty out your mind and to kind of I don't know meditate almost I would imagine but I don't maybe yeah, it's not it's, like that at all maybe you're just listening yeah, to like punk is. rock in your head though <laughs> well it's a mix of things I mean anybody that runs will tell you or like does like long distance that it's all those things you know what I mean sometimes like it's funny so this is gonna sound make me sound really crazy but on Saturday uh, my parents live in this like complex and it has like a loop that goes around it was mm-hmm. like two miles long and so I decided, like, huh, I have to run 30 miles on Saturday. I'm training for this 100-mile race. So I was like, I'm just going to run loops around this thing, like this two-mile track thing. But it's not tiny. It's not like a cul-de-sac that you're running around. No, it's, no, no. It's, it's like a, you know, like a yeah. trail, like a paved sort of path. You right. know? And so I was just, like, running around it. And, like, the first 15 miles, I ran with, like, no music by myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I got up at, like, 6, so, like, the sun is coming up. And, and I was just like, I just wanted, you know, it was just quiet. And I could just think. And just sort of like almost like meditative, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just sort of like relax. think about stuff, you know, relax, just sort of like be just in that what I'm doing, you know what yeah. I mean? And um, and think of and, and like for me, a lot of times, like my art ideas come in like those kind of moments, you know what I mean? Driving, right. running yeah. when you're not really thinking about it, but you know, I mean, and I definitely had some experience, some things that sort of like you know, you figure stuff out, mm-hmm. work stuff out. 
and then like later I listened to music and then later I ran with my wife, you know, so it sort of changed over time, you know, for like running 30 miles, but the whole thing, yeah, 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 it's like, um, wait, were you taking breaks on that little path that you were on? Oh yeah. I had this like little station where I had my water bottles and stuff. So I'd go get a water, but I was trying to like, just like keep moving, you know, whether I'm running or walking or something. Um, but what I want to say about that, I don't know, like the whole thing is like a, to me, it's like, like running three miles on a treadmill or something is like exercise. Like this running 30 miles around a two mile loop or just running 30 miles at all. Like for me, like it becomes creative then again, like somehow like you've taken it so far that it's out of the ordinary, you know what I mean? Like you're yeah. pushing your mind and your body to its limits. Like, like I'm running this 30 miles and I'm like, man, you know, at five miles, I'm like, man, I'm tired. And then at 30 to 25 miles, I'm like, let's get going. You know what I mean? Like, like just really, I'm just so curious of like how your mind and body are in dialogue and like your mind will tell you like, you're tired. You should stop. It's hot. You know what I mean? And then like, but if you like, just like keep going, like you can override that message. You know what I mean? And like, for me, it's all about that sort of like, like what's possible, you know, like last summer I ran this hundred mile race in Vermont and um I ran the first 50 miles like it was nothing like I was just out for a jog like you know and like if I were running like 50 miles I would have been like you know what I mean like at mile 45 I would have been ready to die you know but like I'm I'm running 100 miles so like I can't even think about like 50 miles being hard like it's just sort of like I remember I like looked at my watch I'm like oh my god I ran 56 miles and I'm just sort of like and my friend is like helping me she's like you want to sit down I'm like sit down hmm that's an interesting idea I guess so like I sat down for like two minutes and like ate something and drank you know what I mean like yeah yeah. I'm like right. I'm running 100 miles I'm running all day I can't not stop until I'm done (laughs) to me it's just fascinating it's almost like a weird experiment like what's gonna happen at what point what system's gonna fail first and can I keep pushing through and you know so do you feel like at this point you're still because I would imagine there's something to the process of that, that it's exploration too. Yeah, it's like seeing definitely. how much you can push yourself or how maybe how easy it can become to run a certain amount of distance or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all the different mind, body, synesthesia things that are going on over the course mm-hmm. of a race or whatever. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like at some point you're going to feel like, oh, well, I've just figured this out. Now I've got to find something else to explore. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, running that like what sort of inspired me to sign up for that 100 mile race is just this curiosity like what's gonna happen like what's it gonna what's gonna feel like Mm -hmm. what am I gonna be where's my head gonna be you know what I mean like it was just all this curiosity I mean you just couldn't possibly know until you do it you know and so I've done one and now I'm gonna go back and do the same race this summer and um you know, I don't imagine it'll be that same sort of... I mean, each one will probably be different, but I'm already looking ahead. There's, like, this race, like, five days, like, you run through the desert and, like... You know, so I'm like, what else? I mean, I can't keep going back to Vermont and running that. Like, you know, I'm, like, looking out west or, like, you know, in Europe, there's all these races and, like, just kind of, like, what other... You know, every time you throw in a different element or something, like, it changes it and, like... Yeah. You know, so. Run across the country. Run across the country, yeah. I guess. I don't know. Is that the logical conclusion to <laughs> yeah, it's the, the pure length point. Of, of something? <laughs> of the country, yeah. yeah. Well, what's the relationship to that? And because uh, a big part of your work is performance, 
So that's a different kind of exploration, but it does mm-hmm. involve mind and body, and it involves the audience in a different way than any other aspect of your work, I'm sure, because we know the conventional audience for painting, the, the you know, the audience for running a, a, a marathon or something mm-hmm. is what it is. What about the audience for performance and the way that you address... Uh, can you talk a little bit of, about, you know, your mindset and your performances? Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, that's a new one for me. I mean, I'm always pushing into new areas, and that's sort of the most recent one um, is doing performance. And for me, yeah, it's interesting... Um, there's something just totally nerve-wracking about it because like when you make a sculpture you make a painting or a video or anything like you make the art separately and then you present it you know what I mean whereas performance you're making the art in front of the people so like I mean you can plan and organize and have prompts and things but it's happening live and can work or not work you know what I mean and like everyone's there to see it you know and um and I like that about it I think that's kind of what's exciting about this thing is that there's sort of like something at stake you know what I mean because I think I've gotten comfortable like you know there's something at stake every time you like pick up a brush and put it on a canvas but like there's ways of fixing it if the painting doesn't work out you put it to the side you make another one you know and there's this kind of thing like you invite all your friends and like all right here we go like what are you doing and like I'm doing this like weird sort of like now we're doing this thing where it's like experimental noise and performance so it's sort of like it's not down the line, you know what I mean? Something very straightforward. So if it goes wrong, I imagine my friend's just looking at me like, oh, he's just crazy. He's lost <laughs> it, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just, or maybe there's a way where you can sort of like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm doing it with this hope that there's a way that like this thing that people wouldn't think they could like understand or appreciate or connect to, like maybe there's a way to kind of loop them in. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. my mom, like if she were to like, because like, I mean, music is abstract, right? Anyway, yeah. like all of it, yeah. you know? Um, so I'm like using music, but like not the kind you're used to or expecting, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. like, you still feel the energy of it and, and, and like using your body and movement um, to sort of try to communicate in a nonverbal way these same ideas that I was talking about, like the sort of strife of the world. And like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like that's the challenge that I kind of put on myself is like, can I express sort of like that just physically in this costume, you know, like with a mask on, so you can't even see my face. It's all, you know what I mean? It's like, there are these challenges I put in front of myself and like, let's see if I can like make, you know what I mean? Like communicate then. Have you been getting like a different kind of response to that that you've enjoyed? You know what I mean? What's it been like? Sort of the after effects of that as opposed to just hanging like a painting show. Uh, yeah, I've, uh, so I've done, I did, I've done two, well, three performances. And the first two were, um, I'd made this sculpture and I did a performance. This sculpture is called the Black Rock Negative Energy Absorber. And mm-hmm. the idea is that it's like this sculpture that's like pulling negative energy from people so that they can be like nice to each other, you know. And so the performance is like this character called the Healer, which sort of grew out of that sculptural practice. And the healer, the first two performances were the healers like turning on this sculpture, like activating the sculpture. And I had a friend playing music. I had a friend that like gave us, he's a minister and he like gave a speech kind of about like, you know, kind of to that idea. Like I'm like, say whatever you want, but this is the idea. And he mm-hmm. was sort of like, had people like chanting. And, and then I come in and I do this performance where I like, quote unquote, like turn on the sculpture, you know, and so everybody's sort of watching and that's what they're expecting. You know what I mean? So they kind of know what they're going to happen. They know the name of the piece. 
So you set up this sort of context for it. And people get it, you know what I mean? Like, weirdly, like, people were like, that was great, I loved it, you know what I mean? They seem to kind of understand, and to them it made sense what I did. You know, for me, I'm like, I set up the prompts, I have no idea what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. what does it mean to turn on the sculpture? I mean, it's like a inert, oh, it's like a giant rock, essentially, yeah. like, what am I supposed to do, you know? And I'm just sort of crawling around, rolling in the dirt, like, praising it, like, climbing on it. Like, I just kind of, like... It's a weird, it's like putting yourself in just the weirdest situation. Like, all right, ready, go. Like, everybody's watching. Like, translate that for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the challenge is, like, translate that for them. And so, like, that was the first two sculpt uh, performances. And, you know, I felt like it worked. And, you know what I mean? Like, um, I sort of figured out what to do. And I looked at it afterwards. And I'm like, yeah, I guess I kind of make, you know what I mean? It makes yeah. sense. But I, even, like, the second time I did it, I felt like, I kind of like had a few like moves or something like mm-hmm. I felt like I kind of was doing the same thing in a way like I was yeah. like I don't like that you know what I mean like I don't like that feeling of like oh I figured it out All predictability right, now just do the, you just do this you just throw your hands up you know what I mean yeah. you climb on it you know what I mean I was like I oh, no 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 I want it to still be kind of like alive and like I still want to have that feeling of not knowing what the hell I'm supposed to do you yeah. know what I mean yeah the sort of unknown and not knowing what's going to happen and that's when I decided this year like I'm going to be doing another sculpture and doing another performance so I was like I want to like bring in the element where I'm I'm participating in making the sound mm-hmm. you know because it was like a place like I had a friend doing it and I, he was doing he doing a great job but I was like ah, I feel like I have you know like I want to participate in that I want to send it this way or that way you know like participate in that aspect of it and so the last performance that I did that you were a part of mm-hmm. me you and my buddy Elia was like all of us sort of making that music and, and me performing yeah um and it was interesting so i went um so my wife was there yeah and her parents were in town mm-hmm. <laughs> and um we live in buffalo which doesn't mean anything i don't know <laughs> i don't know i don't know um but um it was it we were having dinner after and my wife we were talking about it and i was like kind of nervous to ask them like what'd you guys think of my yeah. experimental noise <laughs> performance like they're not the most likely like sort of audience for it and um they seem to get it. Like, I, my wife's mom said to me, she said, um, she felt like, like I was telling her, she kind of asked me a few questions first before yeah. she told me what she thought. And I said, you know, I wanted to talk about this sort of tension and all this crazy stuff going on in the world and ISIS and this and that. And like, trying to, trying to comment on that. Yeah. And she's like, I got that, like the build and the tension and that, you know what I mean? Like she got that, but she's like, I didn't get like a release at the end. Like there was any kind of resolution yeah. to it and I was like it kind of like I was like huh that was inter-, you know what I mean like it was a really interesting thoughtful um, critique or I don't know if it was a it was a criticism but it was just sort of like oh okay so it's something to think about as we go to do it again it's yeah. like well do we want that because if we do I'm sure we can sort of like script that in like okay at the end you know it sort of falls or it comes to some peaceful resolution or maybe we don't want that you know what i mean but yeah. it's sort of like this is what's coming across to people well that's you even know? good that that was read into it you know yeah. I mean? yeah 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 that's the thing that's sort of like for her to even have that comment meant that like something it was affecting her emotionally on some level you yeah. know what i mean you didn't get the yeah i don't get it yeah yeah you know, i didn't get the sort of blank like the kiss I have of death no like, way to read that you know I what i mean i didn't reach these people at all you know like yes yeah yeah and you like have like just... a response to a performance and people are like oh, i just i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah you know yeah, that's yeah. not what you want so that's a great yeah sort of yeah, response yeah, yeah. from it yeah. so do you feel that well it's kind of interesting because i that kind of performance 
mm-hmm. like take the healer is seems like it's almost it's kind of like the reality or the performance base of maybe say you know running a long race mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. bringing in that into the creativity side of making a painting yeah exactly yeah 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 I mean that was that, that's funny because it brings me back to like when I started running, it was at a point where I realized, like, man, I'm making all this art and reading and doing all this stuff, like, using my mind and my body a little bit, like, making things, yeah. but I'm not using my body at all. Right. And now I look up, like, five years, four years later or whatever, and I'm running a lot, and I'm doing this performance that involves my body. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was, like, something that seemed like it was out of balance, and then I'm sort of pulling in. And I've Brought even somehow pulled the body into, like, the art part. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not just, like, something I do on the side now it's sort of falling in and uh, yeah I would think that's sort of the connection yeah it's like using your body and this is sort of like um, and it's funny like over the last couple of years I've been like I've gone to like these like dance performance like sort of modern dance performances and rehearsals and mm-hmm. sort of watched and kind of tried to like look at it from the outside like what are, what's out there now and like what are people doing yeah. and um and it's funny with dance like I thought like modern dance was like people just kind of all just do whatever the hell they want but I realized like oh they're all doing like these certain moves (laughs) there's like a whole like you know what I mean and like I talked to somebody about it and they're like yeah there's like a whole school of it it's not like just like oh you know like like abstract painting is like everybody's kind of trying to find chart new territory and do different things yeah and I I mean I guess they are but like it's within a certain like um, using a certain language like the a certain kind of like repeating things or people doing things in parallel. I was like, oh, that's no fun. You know what I mean? I was kind of let down. I was like, I thought it would be like someone would light themselves on fire and would be crawling. You know what I don't know. Just like, just more variety. It just right. seemed like variety within, like, you know what I mean? Like there are, you know, these yeah. certain, like 10 moves and like you mix them together in different ways. I was like, oh. So I'm like, down. so for me, like, and I'm, so for me, like this performance is like I'm not doing any mo- any of those moves. You know what I mean? It's like so you don't, but you don't find at all the interest of the voice um, being related to what has happened before or the structure. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, what do you mean? Well, in the like case using of like my voice, and no, 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 oh. someone's voice as an artist. Mm-hmm. So say in dance, yeah the the voice of the message of the piece or what's mm-hmm. being said is being said in relation to that language before it. Do you know what I'm saying? Whereas, yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Like even That's kind of what I was not... You know what I mean? In my interest yeah. in seeing like one performance be so markedly different than the other, I'm sort of like negating like, yeah, of course, there's a language. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody kind of can come to understand the language and then you can use the language yeah. in different ways. You know, the music, the lighting, the color. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm kind of like glossing over all of that and just being like why are they all moving this you know what I mean like just a weird observation is like not that they're all moving the same way but like kind of there's a certain lexicon I was like mm, I don't like that there's a lexicon oh, yeah. and I'm sure there are people out there like if I you know might get a bunch of emails or if I ask around like oh go see this you know I've heard about the woman that does like the kind of acrobatics like they fall from really high places you know what I mean there's people yeah. kind of like Testing all testing the waters, the waters yeah. and like pushing it out in other ways. I just happened to see a couple of things and be like, "Oh, they're not all so different from yeah. each other," you know. Well, it's kind of like you know, think of something like free jazz. It's mm-hmm. within the construct of jazz. I mean, yeah. the instrumentation is similar, and there's so, yeah. there's a similar. Mm-hmm. It's within the canon. But if you, if it was just like someone coming out and playing 
I don't know, like a horn that they made and just squawking on it for uh-huh. like two hours straight. <laughs> yeah. You might have absolved yourself from the historical right, relationship right, right. to jazz, but maybe it's it's um, not as groundbreaking or it's not. It doesn't resonate as much because people could just be like, "What? The, this is just nuts! Like this has nothing to do." Whereas right, 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 right. flirting with the structure of it, but then destroying the structure in a way mm-hmm, mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. kind of interesting yeah you know yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, i do know what you're saying you know the other so another interesting um feedback from the performance we did with sound was like a a friend of mine um came who's really into like noise band and he's been into Mm -hmm. it forever he's like oh it reminded me and he named like three people like the sounds that we were making i was like really because i just like went into ableton (laughs) and like picked some things and like tweaked them but it's like apparently i bumped into something you know what i mean like that already exists i mean you kind of can't help what was he talking just about your sound or the collective (laughs) the sounds that we were making you know what i mean sans performing you know just the sounds that we were making he's like oh it's of the world of like this guy this guy and this guy yeah oh wow yeah but we were also (laughs) feeding off what you're doing and we yeah, have yeah, like yeah, yeah. things oh, that yeah. we're I mean, connecting it wasn't to. just me so it's kind of like it. a like a soup you know what I mean uh-huh. there's yeah, some yeah, ingredients yeah, yeah, yeah. that we're probably all connecting to uh-huh. that if you put those together someone else could be like oh that sounds like Mersbo or that could be you know mm-hmm, or whatever mm-hmm. it is like they, right, they could right, right. it can resonate with them it might just be a tone that they hear yeah I mean that's what he was saying it was like certain sounds which is pretty we cool that, sort of like yeah I, yeah it was cool I was like oh I guess yeah, I'm not the weird guy like squawking <laughs> some <laughs> some weird horny made like that's kind of in a way it was comforting. I was like, oh, okay, you know what I mean? Like for the guy that knows about it, yeah. It's like, oh, this not that it's like oh, it fits in the box very nicely and it's nothing weird. Like it was just sort of like oh, it makes sense. Yeah, I'm always like that's what's um, I think as you as I work, I'll speak for myself, but I think as an artist, as you do think, you know what I mean? As you work more and more, you realize like. Like sometimes I'll have these intuitions to do something and I'm like, is any does that make any sense? Yeah. And then I'll do it and people are like, Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like I get that. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> and it just like, leads to me to trust that more and more yeah. and to kind of go further out on a limb, which I feel like is where we're going with the sort of performance and noise stuff. It's like, this is way out on a limb. Like, I just want to do this thing. I don't know if anybody's gonna even like put their head wrap their head around where I'm where I'm coming from with it, but it sounds like, you know, from the guy that knows a lot about noise to my wife's mom, they're like kind of piecing it together. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. And it's comforting to know that no matter how out there you think you're getting with what you're creating, uh-huh. someone's done it. Yeah. Someone's yeah, yeah, been yeah. further out on that limb. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It's and there's the, company in a way. That's the nice thing about yeah. the internet age is I can just like get online and be like experimental noise and like, Get, you know what I mean? Connect with people that are doing it. Find yeah. out, you know, like, oh, I can't figure out how to get this to work. You know what I mean? There's almost like a whole community that's like, hey, welcome yeah. aboard. What do and, you need? You know, In like, real time, you can communicate yeah. with them where it yeah, used to yeah, be yeah. like, Or just what? check out someone's stuff, you know. Yeah. Like, just get ideas or just like, just appreciate someone else's sort of exploration into it in another direction, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I remember when the old band that I was in, we recorded our first record. And I thought I was really original in mm-hmm. the way that I was playing. <laughs> like, I had influences, but I felt like, this is pretty original, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, some article came out about the record and was like, this guitar player was clearly listening to this band. Uh-huh. I'd never heard of the band <laughs> And I went and listened to it, and I was like, I am totally ripping off. But you didn't know you were. I'd never heard them before. And I was oh, like, wow. you know, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of like, 
But uh, I feel like a lot of artists do that too, where you're in the studio, especially when you're in school. And yeah, you do yeah, something, yeah. Right, and you're right. like, man, I'm this is uncharted territory. <laughs> yeah, I'm and like the sailing. Comes in and like, you should he's look like, at bop, 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 yeah, bop. you should look at them, and they like crushes you. You're like, oh man. <laughs> yeah, and I always try to be better. careful with my students for that because I always feel like that's like the biggest letdown when you're yeah, like, yeah. yeah, there's a guy that made that exact face <laughs> like 30 years like, ago. Like I kind of have started not telling people because I'm like. Eh, you know, like if I feel like it's gonna be helpful and it'll push the whole project forward, maybe yeah. I'll tell them. But if I feel like, like, oh, this matches this, yeah, like I just kind of was like, mm. this might crush. If it's your not dreams. helpful, yeah, yeah this I'll might just hold just off, <laughs> pull all the energy out of what you're doing. <laughs> Sooner or later, they'll find it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And by that time, it. they'll probably progress Have moved on to the next thing. But that's like... that's actually something that maybe the internet is bad in a way is, uh-huh. or maybe is a, a dream crusher because mm-hmm. there's it's so easy to find all those different influences where like let's mm-hmm. say you're in school and you've gone through your Pollock phase you uh-huh. know and you're like yeah I'm really <laughs> you know it's a capturing the movements that I'm making and it's really avant-garde right. and but you don't know who Pollock is mm-hmm. you know I mean obviously I'm being a little extreme <laughs> with this tough, but yeah. yeah you wouldn't know but but right. but you might make natural progression like uh, changes in the work out of working through a process Mm -hmm. that if someone pointed you in the middle of that, someone pointed you to that person and said, oh, this artist is doing exactly what you're doing. You might jump ship before you get to that place that you're sailing to. You know what I mean? And you may not learn how to navigate the the water if you're not getting there because someone's like, you know, Mm -hmm. hey, someone's Mm -hmm. done this before and you're like, well, I'm not going to sail anymore. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting to think about how... Um, that abundance of information and visual influence and, you know, all the information that is in the studio in a way because mm-hmm. it's all right here. on the, And, you right. know, every student has a computer or a phone in their studio now. Yeah, it's yeah, not, yeah. no one's working off the grid uh-huh. or very few people. Right, right, right. So the, all that stuff in their mind all the mm-hmm. time, mm-hmm. I wonder what that's like to sort of, you know yeah 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 like how does that change things how is that useful or not yeah it's interesting to think about that um yeah how does it how does your progress change because everyone mm-hmm. looks at everything or, or looks at stuff right no right, one's right. working in a bubble and yeah, we're all yeah. referencing like we were talking about before we're all sort of navigating the history of that language mm-hmm, let's say mm-hmm. it's ceramics or sculpture you're looking back and you're making work that is in dialogue with that or you're mm-hmm. influenced by things Right. But what happens when everything is there all at it's once? Right at your fingertips. Yeah. Well, then I think it's like this sort of making these, sort of being thoughtful about that whole process. You know what I mean? Like making yeah. choices whether to like, when to dip in and like look at that and when not, when to kind of like hold off, you know? Yeah. Like I was just thinking like, I have this idea for a painting and I'm like, I bet I could just Google the idea and mm-hmm. like 50 paintings would come <laughs> up. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, I probably shouldn't do that. It would definitely be a green crusher. Like, yeah. oh, here's a hundred horrible versions of it. Maybe, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just have this idea that like, I'm probably going to fail too, you know? Or yeah. or you end up just copying one of them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so, yeah, for me, it's like a very thoughtful, like, you know, strategic tool. Like, I, I work a lot from images and yeah, so my computer is in my office, you know, my studio, and it's very important that that's the, you know what I mean. So I can pull stuff up and zoom yeah. in, and you know what I mean. Like hear something on the on the radio, and like get online and be like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like yesterday, the UCLA shooting, it was like heard it on like this mention on the radio, like what? And like get online and yeah, and find right out there. what the heck's going You've got on. Images, and that got... one was weird because I don't think I've ever had an experience like I was sort of. 
I kind of looped into it when it was still going on. Yeah. Which is sort of like, whoa, this is too immediate. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like CNN is like posting video, had already posted five videos and it's still going on. It's just mm-hmm. like, oh, they're talking on the cell phone with people in the buildings. It's just, yeah, people it's are like live tweeting so the bizarre. event. Like it was just a bizarre moment. I'm sitting in my studio like, this is creepy. You know what I mean? Like I kind yeah. of, I just like turned it all off. I was like, this is too immediate. Like I'm really into like keeping up with things and responding right away, but I don't, you don't want to be in the room. Watch it. You know, yeah. I don't know it's something, some implication into, you know, yeah. this voyeuristic thing of, I don't know, you know, I don't know. There's like a weird feeling like, is all this sort of response and immediacy feeding this monster of these like school shooting? You know what I mean? Like yeah. in, with school shootings in particular, like so many have happened that like it's become like something that's in your mind. Like, oh, you know what I mean? Like it's an option. Yeah. Though neither of us would ever take it someone that's like more inclined you know what i mean like it's something that's been done a million times it's like a thought you would have like oh i'm upset let me go do this thing and it's It's an option on the list of things you can do it's so strange yeah it is weird yeah yeah yeah. i don't know how we walk back from that i don't know and then the the culture like the kind of uh reaction to it and Mm -hmm. the not you know like the hype of the reaction of yeah, the media. Yeah, all the it's, it's there's a sensationalism weird celebrity of status of the person that did it. I don't know. It's yeah, just, all they care about is ratings, and then you know, and then mm-hmm. everyone else is left to digest all that. Yeah, all that content they throw up in the world, you know. And yeah, it's, it's yeah, yeah, weird. Yeah. yeah, and for me as an artist, like I try to, I make work about that, and I'm always, every time, I'm like. Is it, you know what I mean? Do I make an image of the shooter? Do I make an image of the victim? Yeah. Like, am I feeding into it? Like, now things are so, I've got, I've done this thing where I, because I'm always responding, like, right away, and now that I post things on Instagram, like, they go out yeah. shortly after they happen. And I've literally, a couple of times recently, had people related to the victims respond to the drawing yeah. of the shooter or something, and I'm like, oh my god, you know, like, I really, you know what I mean? It's really called me to task, like, like before, like if I were to have a show next year, you know, it's like this conceptual thought, like should I make a, right. an image of the shooter? But if I'm going to post it on Instagram and tag the guy's name, it's possible that the victim's mom is going to see this or his son probably more likely. Right. So I really have to like decide whether I feel like, you know what I mean? If I have some justified reason that yeah. I've thought through of why I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and then you, you have, cause I mean, I've you know what I mean? Because it's like, to me, like somehow like those people are like the most. I don't know. They have like the most at stake with all the hype that's flying around about the thing. You know what I mean? And yeah. I don't want to add to like the negative sort of impact of this thing happening to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like a reverberation, but, mm-hmm. but there is a difference between reflecting on an event that happened, like say with due time afterwards mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. then immediately jumping on something mm-hmm. and responding to it Yeah, because there hasn't been a moment to digest things. And mm-hmm. I think that's when emotions are raw or there's a different kind of, feeling at that point and then when you make a comment about something in that aftermath when it's Mm -hmm. still an open wound you know Mm -hmm. what I mean Mm -hmm. then it can be interpreted in so many more different ways and it does affect people whether you like it or not you know what I mean yeah yeah yeah, in a way so it makes it it makes it really difficult yeah there is a there yeah there is a time thing that that plays into it and it's yeah it's like something else like another element to think about like now that things are so fast like I can respond quickly. I can also put it out quickly, and people, you know, I can yeah. fly around the world just as quickly as I, you know what I mean? Like yeah. then, then there's another level of thinking about 
what you're doing involved. Um, yeah. And you're closer to the media in a way. Because yeah, if you're yeah, responding yeah. in real time. Right. Because if you can right. post something on Twitter right after you do it, which is hours after something happens, in a way, you're reporting on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because there's do not. What you're saying. It's a lot different. Like now, someone. Yeah, makes, in a weird way, it is. Yeah. It's not just like the you know the networks control like what is quote unquote news. No, anymore. no, your your image is getting out there. Right, you know, right, and right. And you're in that flow of information. Right. Yeah, so like you become part of that flow. You know, it's interesting. I um I posted one thing on Facebook, and this writer that I know comment he was like really upset you know it was one of these incidences like maybe Mm -hmm. six months ago or something and he's like why are you doing this you're just like giving like praise to these people that are you know what i mean he kind of like called me to task on it and i was like well as a writer you know like would you say that to truman capote you know what i mean when he wrote like in cold blood you know what i mean like like as artists like we are allowed to comment on these things and we had we can play a role in sort of like shaping the dialogue around this stuff and like trying to bring something in that just gets swept under the rug you know like the news media it's all hype it's you know what i mean how many people were killed and blah 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 like what i'm trying to do is about like these are people the the victim the shooter you know what i mean where did these people come from what's their backstory you know how did this how do we get to this point where this thing happened you know what i mean and like that's something so, you know what I mean? Like, it kind of, like, he made me really think about, like, you know, I was really upset. Like, why are you calling me to task yeah. on Facebook in public, you know? But it really, like, kind of was good in a way because it made me be like, yeah, there is precedent for this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it kind of made me be like, oh, yeah, Truman Capote in Cold Blood. Genius book. Like, we can all appreciate it. It has value beyond the inc- like, many years after the incident and makes us sort of look at this whole thing in a bigger it's bigger than the, the incident. You know what I mean? Yeah. But and I that's think, sort of what I'm trying to get at. And, not, you know, whether a painting, a portrait can do that, you know what I mean, is like up for debate, you know. And but the that's, speed. The speed is a big part of the equation, mm-hmm, you know, because that mm-hmm. does matter, you know. It does. Like yeah, if, if yeah. they're in a different, there's a difference between an image and then something that's written, like the written mm-hmm. word, because you're formulating images and you're kind of rounding out the story in your mind in a way but then an image is different and it's different if it's because you're not dealing with photographic imagery like you're making the image you're painting Mm -hmm. it which is also an act of its own and it's different so Mm -hmm. there's so many layers and there's no real right or wrong way to interpret it but it's it i guess that's what's really interesting about artwork is that it has that innate and it's nature you know is mm-hmm. that there's a different kind of communication than there is with the word or there is with speaking you know that yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a visual it's a it's powerful it's, though, yeah you it's know powerful. like that power can be that impact the impact of that the punch that it that it delivers i don't know like it can be you know it can really like hit somebody and make them think about it but maybe like depending on who it is. You know what I mean? Like oh, yeah. the victim's family, you know what I mean? Like then it gets into like, I don't know if they need to be punched in the gut. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. The same way that maybe all of these people that are like, we need our guns. And you know what I mean? Like, they might yeah. want to punch in the gut. Maybe not like, you know, the brother or the victim, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. sort of like this indiscriminate, you know what I mean? Like there is a, a thing about the way it's distributed that, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so interesting. It's difficult too to orchestrate it because there's yeah, always going to yeah, be yeah, such yeah. different results or different mm-hmm, responses mm-hmm. to things. Like yeah. there may be someone who was out in the woods one day, 
and they were walking through a big pile of leaves and they slipped and broke their back. Mm-hmm. And then they see that painting of the leaves and that's like the worst thing they've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People bring No yeah. matter what you try to do to control the reaction to what you're doing, you'll never People be able to. People have their baggage, yeah, 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 that they but bring to it and read into it. That's the beauty and the, the difficulty of visual language, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed mm-hmm. to writing. Because if you're writing... You're stating things. Now, people yeah. will in, misinterpret that or read right, into right, right. But you're putting yourself out there a little more clearly. Yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah, yeah. less, um, you know, I don't know. It's a little fuzzier with images, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is, you know, there, and it goes down so many different avenues, like who owns images and copyrights and, you know, mm-hmm. plagiarism, all that stuff. There's yeah, so many yeah. different facets to it that are, yeah, yeah, yeah. we could talk for Layers. a few hours about, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, what about music? What's um so I obviously you're making music now, mm-hmm. which is, mm-hmm. you know, stemming from this process that's um, related to your performances, but mm-hmm. what what have you been listening to or you know, through the past and through the present, what has music meant to you and what are you really into now as opposed to back when you were younger? Mm-hmm. Well, nowadays I'm into like everything. <laughs> and it's sort of like things have been added over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like growing up, late 80s, 90s, you know, I listened to, I skateboarded. I, listened, I remember like um, one thing I've thought about is the music and skate videos back then. Oh, yeah. Was very influential on me. It was some really good music, yeah. you know what I mean? Like the Descendants, Firehose, you know, like all this killer like uh, stuff. So a lot of skate rock, and then there was like punk. Like I grew up in the DC area, like high school. So mm-hmm. there was like DC hardcore, like Bad Brains. You know what I mean? Like Fugazi stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but definitely like early. I also listened to like a lot of rock. Like one of my first concerts was a uh, Poison. <laughs> Was it was that, from Pittsburgh, actually. So. Was that with White Snake? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think White I saw Snake them together. And Cinderella. <laughs> yeah. Right? Poison, White Snake, and It Cinderella. was Poison, I think, by themselves. I never saw White Snake, but oh, I really? was into them. They did go on tour together, the three of them. They did. I, I did not see that tour. I saw Poison <laughs> by themselves, and they were amazing. And I had this hat with this sort of puffy green, like, the, the image. It was so awesome, man. I so wish I had that hat right now. I'm having a hard time so poison show with a buffy hat. <laughs> it's pretty so awesome. So I saw oh one of the best concerts I went to was like Guns N' Roses and Metallica. It was like oh, this yeah. Monsters of Rock tour, this yeah. huge stadium show. Like at the peak of all of that it was yeah. so good. Epic. Like early Metallica. That stuff was killer. So like I've always been into like music live shows. Like I started going to shows in high school and just college was just like hundreds of shows. Hundreds, then the hundreds. dead and fish and stuff like dead that. Dead and fish, but lots of like you know like indie punk like Weezer. You know like um, tons of stuff. So um, in college I was on the radio station, so I got really mm-hmm. into like kind of got up to speed on all the '90s sort of alternative indie stuff. In addition to like the skate rock and the fish and all that dead stuff that I'd gotten into in high school. And then I remember in high school also, I mean, in college getting into jazz and mm-hmm. sort of like, um, and that's in inter- jazz is interesting. Cause it's like, you kind of have to like learn like, Oh, then you, you know, like someone at the record store is like, Oh, you got to check out, you like Miles Davis. Oh, you got to check out Coltrane. Oh, you got to check out, you know what I mean? And you yeah. try, and you know, um, so I've gone down the rabbit hole with that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just so, so nowadays it's just like this mishmash of like one day it's you know 
one day I'm listening to Fish or The Dead, and one day it's like banjo music, and one day it's like, <laughs> yesterday I was listening to uh, Kamasi Williams, mm-hmm. or Washington, sorry, which um, is just so good, you know what I mean? And like this is, it's so great to see like new jazz coming out that's just like alive and like reckons with the past, but also brings it into, you know what I mean? I'm just yeah. like, oh, this is the best, you know? And I was listening to it at home, and my daughter's like, I don't like easy listening jazz. And I'm like, this is not easy listening <laughs> jazz. She's like, no, 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 this is definitely not. Like, it's very, like, yeah. driving and forceful and just, like, beautiful and wailing. And my son plays jazz a little bit. Um, it's just so good, you know? Yeah. So I bounce around a lot. I sort of, you know, I run, you know, a lot, and I listen to music. So I'll, like, listen to something for a while, and then, like, all right, I'm sick of that. Like, and then go to its, its polar opposite, you yeah. know? I well, love like Best Coast waves, like all this sort of new California yeah. punk stuff. So fun. Was uh, was growing up? Did your dad listen to a lot of jazz? He, he did. did right? My dad actually was in a jazz band when he was in high school. Nice. He told he grew up in Brooklyn, and he told me like back in those like in the this is like the fifties. Like everybody was in a jazz. It was band. pop music. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like everybody. Like uh, that was what high school bands were. It's like right. jazz band. Like he played the upright bass. So he definitely hipped me to a bunch of great stuff, and he had some records and like. Um, what part of Brooklyn did he live in? He lived in um, Bushwick, I guess. Here. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, down the street. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, the house is still there. It's really cool. I go oh, right sometimes. I'm like, oh, that's where my dad that's used to live. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Is so. he New York nostalgic? Does he come yeah. and? Oh, yeah. he loves coming to visit. Yeah, he loves coming here and going to Nathan's and getting a hot dog yeah. and like taking me. I mean, when I first moved here, he would take me all over to like you know, kind of tell me like where things happened in his life. You know, he was born yeah. in Harlem Hospital. You know, before they moved to Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he would kind of take me around and tell me the sort of history of his life and his family and show me stuff that's cool yeah 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 it's funny and now like so i grew up you know elsewhere and now but now my kids were born here you know this is this is like weird linking back to it and i've yeah. been here now 15 years and it's totally different you know what i mean so he's like old school new york yeah. and i'm like my son and me are, you know sort of current new york and it's weird to think that my kids are like native new yorkers yeah, I do. Like, I to can. me, I project that being a certain thing, and I'm like, well, that, my kids were born here. <laughs> like, my son was born in Harlem. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's from Harlem. Like, that just is like, huh. Like, I in my mind, that means a certain thing, but I'm like, oh, I guess it's going to mean something different down the line. It's hard to, to understand. I mean, because the people I meet from New York are all mm. a, little, a little out there. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in really a certain way, like people our age, are very smart from but New York. A little, but yeah, yeah, yeah. A certain age, a certain kind of. And I see that. Savvy, like yeah. They're like they are very perceptive, but kind of there's too much stimulus or something, so mm-hmm. they get into their own things or they zone yeah, out on yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, they have really, they have an ability to sort of like focus. Yeah. In with with chaos amidst. Yeah. Like, I mean, my kids have grown up, like, we're walking down the street, and there's some crazy person just ranting, and they just know yep. to just, like, don't yep. make eye contact, they don't get nervous, they're just, ignore that. to the park with our ball, you know, <laughs> like, there's a person just freaking out, just yeah. losing their mind over there, and we're going to the park, we're just gonna pretend that doesn't exist, like, that's a skill, I imagine that shapes their brain in some yeah. way. It must. I mean, yeah, there's yeah. a certain ability <laughs> that they probably don't have when they go out camping or something. Yeah, right, right, right. To where if you see, like, some 
wild animal and like someone from the city is just like ah just freak out <laughs> yeah right, right. you know maybe like, that would be the downside yeah, yeah. the other side of the coin that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I didn't have either I kind of grew up in a smaller city which was you uh-huh. know a much calmer right right sort right. of gentler city to, to grow up in it. yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah. Kind of like I guess I did too with like Houston and DC or outside of DC yeah so um, what do you have coming up like what are you working on in your studio now um, in the studio, Painting. I'm working on some new paintings. Um, but uh, I have coming up is I'm doing a project with the Studio Museum of Harlem. Mm-hmm. I'm doing a, a public art piece in Harlem. So I'm very excited about that. That'll be in like August. Nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a performance for that. And that piece will be up uh, for a year in Jackie Robinson Whoa. Park. So nice. That's really have you exciting. already started the process of doing that are you still coming up with the idea uh no it's sort of in the design like i've I've designed it Mm -hmm. and like i'm sort of like meeting with the city officials and sort of planning you know planning budgeting yeah kind of we're kind of in that phase at this point um but yeah the way i do it is i build them on site so it'll all happen like you know in like a two three week period just like and a flood of you know activity like the making of the piece is sort of like the last the fun part like there's lots of planning and getting permission and figuring out logistics of things right and so it takes much longer yeah people to keep abreast of that information people Mm -hmm. can check out your website right yeah yeah yeah. so and it's your name right yeah rudyshepard.com and then um and i'm sure the studio museum will you know have yeah will be publishing information about that on their website and you know that's exciting that'd be cool i mean making work in the public realm is such a great experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's fun. And, and this in particular, because, I mean, I, I've lived in Harlem. I lived in Harlem for probably 10 years. And, and yeah. I lived near Jackie Robinson Park for yeah. two years, you know, for two years. And, like, at this sort of seminal moment in my life, mm-hmm. like, I was getting divorced and kind of moved into this, like, apartment by myself. You know, so, like, there's, like, a whole, like, for me, that park is, like, totally loaded up. It's with like, like a charge historical place. baggage. Yeah. So, in a way, it's sort of, like, saging the, the area and kind of... It's, I don't know, and just to make something in your neighborhood, like of a, a sort of large sculpture, like where you live, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's something just really interesting about that for yeah. me that makes it different than, that I did a great. similar thing in Pittsburgh or downtown, I did a piece similar. But it's different because it's not it's, your backyard in a way. Yeah, it's like right in your neighborhood, yeah. Yeah, there's a park right by my house and they have a handball court or, mm-hmm. you know, one of those big pieces of concrete. Yeah. Right, and right. I really want to do a mural on one of those Ooh, because should. I feel like it's close to me and I don't know I have uh, that urge be interesting right yeah uh-huh. but then maybe it makes handball difficult if there's like all this you should look into it lighted though. lines or something like work into the composition the lines of the handball card and make it really right 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 like so nice it's game. not totally yeah just fractured so it's completely some like extra. black hole that like it falls and they're like where's the ball I miss it yeah, space this is really confusing like, people <laughs> yeah. get annoyed at it but, yeah. but it would look amazing I mean those things are just big blank canvases yeah they're like dying for one of those yeah. there's a great uh, Keith Haring mural yeah that will crack yeah. the black one right yeah, yeah, on, yeah. Uh, I think that's one of those Harlem River Drive walls. it kind of looks out onto the highway I yeah. drive by it all the time it's yeah that's easy. true yeah. hey if Keith can do it yeah, yeah alright yeah. I'm gonna make it happen yeah do it do it <laughs> alright well thanks for taking the time to, to talk we'll have to do another one yeah, 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 yeah. we'll have more to talk about <laughs> well, yeah there's like, so much more we can talk yeah, about yeah yeah alright sure. thanks all right. a lot thanks